News Radio, 92.3. It's a Pensacola expert panel. I'm Jan Casey. I'm here with the Garden Line. Mike Wiggins, let the sunshine in. How about that? Oh, yes, Good music sir. this morning. How you doing, Jan? I am doing very well. I was Good just you. asking you, like, is it about to cool off for a minute? Or what's happening with the weather? I mean, you know all things weather, gardening. Oh, yeah, I know all about the weather. I can predict it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, your skill set is good. I'm about as good as the next guy. I know, I'll tell you. Um, But we do need to talk. We always seem lately to start off the show talking about watering. Um, It's dry. We are in a drought situation. There's absolutely no question. And if you look at the weather forecast, seriously, all the way through next week, first of next week, at least through the weekend, um, there's zero, zero rain. It's just not going to happen now when they say that maybe we'll probably have a storm (laughs) Um, it looks like there's no rain coming so what we've all got to do is um, quite frankly adjust our watering because we've got a lot of investment to protect we've all just babied our lawns all summer long all spring summer and fall and the last thing we want them to do is to have some some drought damage same with our plants so what I would do, we, last week I think we had someone call and ask about when should I water, how much should I water, all of that. Um, I think what I would do, well, let's back up. Last week we said let's go three times a week, 30 minutes. That's probably yeah. kind of standard, and I think that would be good. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to add a day, make it four days, and if that doesn't work for you, Take it from 30 minutes to 45 minutes. We've got to get that water on there. We've got to get it down to the roots. And I think that, that will get us through this drought. We'll, this, this is October. It does this. This is nothing, right. nothing new. But, you know, until we get into November and um, some even December and get into a, a series of rains, um, I, I, would, I would kind of bump up that sprinkler system timing. I really would. I think that's critical. Because nowadays, we all know this, all of us who do any kind of gardening whatsoever in, in Pensacola know that it's expensive. Yes, sir. You know, every, you know it's like the grocery stores, like, every, like gasoline, it's like everything. The prices have gone up. You know, you want to buy one nice little three-gallon plant, and it's, you know, it's $25. So let's protect what we have. And just like we talked about last week, we'll repeat ourselves, and I'll quit doing that in just a minute. On those house plants. Be ready, though, to move them inside in the garage because we could get a frost or a freeze yeah. sometime in November. Just be ready. Kind of make plans. And if you're going to move a tropical plant that's been out in a lot of sun into the house, um, kind of start right now, moving it into a little bit more shade so it'll adjust, if you will, to that lower light that it's going to have. And then when you move it in the house, of course, put it into a, hopefully next to a window. It'll give you a lot of light and keep it moist, mist it, keep it watered good. And um, then you'll be ready for next spring to put it back outside. <laughs> so that, that's hopefully that's, that's what we'll do. I think that's really important because we are going into December, January, where we're going to have some cold weather. Hopefully we'll have some rain. And um, we just have to prepare for all of that. That's just what Pensacola gardening is all about, no doubt. Yes, sir. It's News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel with Mike Wiggins and the Garden Line. Okay. Now, Jan. Yes, sir. We, we have to thank Catherine. Catherine. Uh, anybody that listens to the Garden Line knows that Catherine is an amazing, amazing listener to our show. And every now and then, Catherine will drop off at the studio 
some great stuff. And here are a few things she sent she today. She did. She I did. Know. Look, all right. She what she did. She sent a couple of a couple of things. The first one is a little brochure about the Pensacola Camellia Club, established in 1937, believe it or not, and has set up the University of West Florida Camellia Garden, which is phenomenal. If you've never been out there, go take a look at that. But keep in mind, their club meetings are the third Tuesday of each month at the Garden Center. Social at 6.30, program at 7. You don't have to be a Camellia expert to either join the Camellia Club or just go to their meeting and see what it's all about. They are the most helpful group of folks you'll ever ever meet. If you only have one little three-gallon, two-foot Camellia, or if you have a yard full of them, they will help you organize those Camellias insofar as fertilization and spraying and pruning and all of that. So... That's the Pensacola Camellia Club. I, I could talk forever. But keep in mind, I talked to my good friend Buzz Ritchie mm-hmm. and Skip Vogelsang, who have once again, as they have done golly for years now, promised to come on the show, bring some camellias, talk about them, talk about how to take care of them, and talk about the Camellia Club, all things Camellia. We'll do that right before their show. Probably, we'll probably do it in November. Okay. And they have, well, November's almost here. Well, we'll do it and in November. And I'm excited about this. <laughs> yeah, that, this will, you'll like it because you get to you probably get a few camellias to take home. Oh, so, oh yeah. Put them, in a, put them in your living room. They're just gorgeous. And here's another one I wanted to talk about, too, that, that Catherine sent. Um, I did not realize that the um, Pensacola Rose Society was so active. Now, they meet at 6 p.m. the second Monday of each month at the Garden Center. And it's just amazing what uh, you can – you get a newsletter. They have guest speakers. They have a consulting rosarian. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. On hand to answer your questions. So you get to know and learn about roses. Because roses, there's an interesting thing I, I read the other day about the rose industry. And in that many of the rose suppliers that we're all used to, Jackson and Perkins, Weeks Roses, sent out gorgeous catalogs and people would order roses just all kind of new ones and old ones and what have you. But that whole industry has gone through a major, major redo, mainly because um, people have lost interest in some respects to growing traditional roses because they have bought knockout roses or drift roses, some of these shrub roses, if you will, that are so easy to grow, less maintenance, and they really are very pretty. But some of your great tea roses and grandiflorals and floribundas and um, climbing roses and all that do take some work, but they can be so satisfying. So it's disappointing to hear that the industry has had sort of a makeover, if you will, insofar as how they operate and how they market roses. And really, maybe some of your favorite roses may not be available anymore. But if you like roses, here's what I always recommend. One, they are very satisfying. Have a full sun location. And a lot of people say, I'm going to grow me some roses. I'm going to go buy me a couple of dozen of them and plant them. Don't do that. Don't do that. Go buy three, four, five, maybe six um, different kinds. Tea roses, that's the long stem roses. Some of your grandifloras, that's your taller roses, your floribundas, which are your shorter roses. And, and plant those in the full sun and see if you like it. And in addition to that, Go and join the Rose Society so you can learn how to do it. 
And um, I know a membership is a, God, I think it's 25 bucks, I think, for individuals. So it's, it's not expensive, and that's a year. So the Rose Society is alive and well, and even though the Rose industry is in a little bit of um, change, it's still something here in Pensacola we can grow and grow it right. Because what you've got to do is learn, and that's what the Rose Society can help you with, when to fertilize, because they need monthly fertilizing in the growing season, how to handle black spot, how to handle powdery mildew. Those are two things that attack roses, and um, they can tell you how to do that. There are ways to do it. Um, And then there are a lot of people, once they start, it's a lifetime hobby, and um, I think that is great. So anyway, the Rose Society, the Camellia Club. Catherine, thanks for that reminder. That is just great stuff, and we really appreciate you. You're dropping that off for us. Oh, by the way, Catherine. Thanks for the cupcakes. Yes. Thank you for thinking of us, and thank you for the gifts. She's amazing. It is so sweet. It's News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel on the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. You can text your questions or comments, 850-437-1620, and we're going to be back right after these messages. Attention hunters, it's time to get better results for your food plots and Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensley Old Palafox and in Molino on Highway 29. Hey, Kevin, how's the boat running? Well, you know, last week I started working on the water pump and now I can't remember how it goes back together. Dude, stop. Call Key Marine. They'll get you and your Mercury outboard back in the water so we can go back to fishing again. Key Marine gets the work done and lets you handle the fun. They'll fix any problem, big or small, even if the problem is you don't remember how the parts go back together. Key Marine, your Mercury outboard dealer on Bower Road in Pensacola. Splash Magazine covers the coast like the Gulf of Mexico. Each month, Splash Magazine offers a calendar of events, plus tips on where to shop, dine, and play. Learn about the month's special events, live entertainment, and interesting local people. Learn how to catch fish with Captain Dave Yelverton. See what is worth watching on your streaming services. Tom Nolan will tell you the latest. Find out how to dress for the changing Florida weather with Jen Wells. Get the most out of the Emerald Coast by reading Splash Magazine each month. For more information, call Gulf Breeze News at 850-932-8986 or visit gulfbreezenews.com online. In the world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand these complications and have your back. Join us tomorrow, 10 o'clock, on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10 on News Radio 1620 923 FM. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. 
Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at 2, right after Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Radio 92.3 is the Pensacola Expert Panel. on Jan Casey on the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. 850-437-1620 for your questions and comments. We have a text, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. That's, let's do it. That you was a good one, too. You had this serious look on your face. I was like, I was Uh-oh. thinking. I was Uh-oh. thinking about that text we just yeah, got, that the picture. Browning, they have a question about the browning area in their lawn. Right, exactly. I, and I'll have to be quite frank with you. The definition we have on our computers don't really do it justice, getting it close enough to take a look. But let me tell you what it could easily be, because quite frankly, from the picture we have and the lack of definition, it's hard to tell from that picture whether it's St. Augustine or Centipede. Um, if you could let us know that, that would be good. But let's go both to both grasses. If it's St. Augustine, well, if it's St. Augustine or Centipede, either one, Check the sprinkler head over there. It could simply be an effect of this drought. I've seen a lot of that around my neighborhood where the lawns look pretty good, but there's some areas that are really suffering. And I, it looks like it's kind of on the edge of the yard, that type of thing, where it may not be getting quite enough water. But if, you, if it is getting enough water, if you know that's the way it is, here's some of the other things it could be. Number one, if that's St. Augustine grass, it could be probably chinch bugs or fungus. That's easy for me to say because that's about all it could be um what i would do on that brown spot is number one get a marker get a golf tee out of your golf bag or get an old number two pencil and put it right on the edge of that brown right on the edge of the where where it's brown and then where it's turning green or where it is green put it right there between those two areas and that way you'll know if it if it starts going past the marker it's probably fungus, which is that brown patch fungus, which probably needs to be treated, which is a tough problem, especially this time of year, because you're not going to get a whole lot of new growth out of that area. But you may want to look at that. Chinch bugs, easy to diagnose. Get out there and cut a little piece, maybe oh, six inches by six inches, right on the edge of that brown spot that you sent us. Put it in a bucket, fill it with water, or not fill it with water, about halfway and hold that plug that you just dug out of the yard. And if you have the little chinch bugs crawling up the side of the, of the bucket, obviously that's what you've got. It's a little late for that. Generally, we get the chinch bugs in warmer weather because they're very, very tropical. So it may be older chinch bug damage. If it is, there's not much you can do about it except keep it watered, fertilize it in the spring, and see what comes back, because it may not come back. But I really want you to check those sprinkler heads and be sure that you're getting enough water in that area. And also, like I say, check, check for disease. Put that marker in there, and if that brown spot is moving in through the yard, affecting your good grass, you may need to do some fungicide treatments on it. So that's kind of what we see here. I wish we had more definition on our computer so we could... Um, 
need a big super screen in here. Jan, we need to, could you redesign the studios? Could I do that? I'll do that. Yeah, I'll get on take, that. Take care of that, will you? I will. But I'll thanks for it. thanks for that text. That's interesting because I have a feeling there are a lot of people um, are having the exact same problem you're having, and we appreciate that. No doubt about it. News Radio 92.3, it's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins on Pensacola Expert Panel, 850-437-1620. Very good. Any more Texas we need to talk about? Not yet, but you know oh, they'll, good. Work, they'll be on their good. way. No, no, not good. We'd love to, love to have them. Yes, um, sir. Let me mention one thing. I, I, I saw this the other day. I read this. I think it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's about pruning. And, of course, this time of year we need to make some pruning decisions. Um, but the article started out telling us that when you prune, um, you're going to get new growth um, just right below the cut. So... If you're going to plant a hedge plant, I say a hedge plant, like Ligustrum or Clear Japonica or Iliagnus or some of those, keep in mind that a lot of people will wait for a couple of years, I said maybe not that long, to start pruning, and they just prune at the top. Well, if your new growth is only coming from the top, then what may happen is all that new growth may come out from the top and literally kind of shade the internal section of that plant and if you're doing this as a privacy hedge, then you may have a weakness, if not total emptiness, if you will, as you look through it. Because all your new growth is at the top, nothing in the middle. Okay, that being the case, if you're planting a new hedge, start pruning it the first year. Don't wait until you just have growth, new growth at the top and shear it off and just go that way. And you may even want to do some thinning on the internal section of that plant. Because what you want is that new growth to fill in all over the plant, not just at the top. So that's a little, that's a, some, something to think about. Also, pruning timing is, is, is critical this time of year. Um, this article said, and I agree with it, that plants that are not grown for their flowers, such as hollies and boxwoods and ligustrum and privet, all of that stuff, um, need to be prune during the winter, spring, and summer. That does not mean to do it in the fall because if you prune them right now, if you prune your hollies right now, you're going to get new growth. You get new growth, you get a freeze, you could definitely, quite frankly, have, have some damage. So hold off if you can. Now, I also believe, well, I'm going I'm to go finish this and I'm going to make a comment about this whole thing. Uh, plants that bloom in, um, um, before May, such as azaleas, we all know the rule on that. Do not prune after July. This is what I wanted to say. If you've got an azalea hedge along your front yard, or just any azaleas in your front or backyard for that matter, and they've got a lot of little new shoots, a lot of new growth coming up, even though it's the wrong time to do it, you might want to give them a little haircut so for the holidays your yard looks nice and pruned and tailored and, and landscaped. Because what you may do, especially on those azaleas, you'll lose some color. But quite frankly, that's kind of, in my opinion, it's kind of a so what. You're going to get plenty of blooms on the basic plant that you did not prune back. What you did, you just gave them a little haircut, some of those little, I call them water shoots, that come up and make them, make them kind of unsightly. So you can cut those off if you want to. But I, um, I would not do any deep pruning on azaleas. But... Make them look good. You want them to look good for the holidays. Um, other plants that bloom after May, 
probably the big one that I, I always talk about is, is um, Craig Myrtle. Um, I like to prune mine in February. You can wait till after, in, you know, February and March. Go ahead and prune your crepe myrtle then, and, uh, and you'll be fine. And keep in mind that's about – it only blooms on new growth. So you want to bring that new growth down maybe a third, maybe a half to kind of keep that crepe myrtle. Be careful. If you're my age, do not get on that ladder. <laughs> get, some, get somebody else to do okay. it. Don't just don't do it. We need you too bad. We don't need anybody falling. Yes, off sir. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, I had to lecture my daddy about getting on oh, that ladder. No, no. I get to lecture all the time. I yes, know, sir. I know what that yes, lecture is all about. Okay. And also, um, one last thing: um, junipers and arborvita and, and other um, narrow-leaf evergreen plants. Be so careful. Just very light pruning, if any, because um, as Larry Williams, who's a residential horticulture agent in Okaloosa County, he wrote this article. He says, they may just die if you <laughs> prune them too much. Don't do it. Let them go their natural growth. So that's just a little pruning information that um, I thought might be helpful. News Radio 92.3. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel on the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Text in your questions, your concerns, 850-437-1620. We'll be back right after this. It's time for you to get lucky. Make your yard look beautiful with long needle pine straw from Lucky's Pine Straw. Stop breaking your back and let the specialists at Lucky do all the heavy lifting and let them deliver and install professionally. Professional landscapers and the do-it-yourselfers choose Lucky's because they know they will always get fresh pine straw by the bell or roll every time. Even red rolls. Stop mulching around and make the pine choice with Lucky's Pine Straw. You can find them on Davis Highway just down from Bailey's Market and find them on Facebook. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Looking for an adventure this spooky season? Check out Go Retro's Ghost and Graveyard Tour or Go Retro's Haunted House Investigation. Oh, are chilling! <laughs> the bus ride takes you to some of the most haunted places downtown. The Haunted House Investigation actually takes you inside a Victorian home with paranormal detection gear. Go Retro is the place this Halloween season. Book online at GoRetro.us or call 850-566-5220. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. 
Today at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel, join Pensacola Habitat for Humanity as they discuss their weatherization day open house, as well as upcoming events, maintenance workshops, and programs designed to improve our community and bring much need. You know I can be found Sitting home all alone If you can't come around At least please tell the phone Don't be cruel To who hard is true Baby, News Radio 92.3 It's the Pensacola Expert Panel I'm with Garden <laughs> Line Mike Wiggins I'm Dan Casey and again, I want to say thank you, Catherine, for the presents. We appreciate them so Catherine, much. I'm sitting here, just eyeing those cupcakes. I hadn't had one yet. I'm going to wait till after the show. But I don't know if I can hold off that long. You have discipline. I, I'm ready. I'm, he's like, no, I'm not going to do it yet. They're Halloween yet. cupcakes, too. They are. Oh, yeah. That is so, it's so thoughtful for her to take the time out of her morning. And I just want to let you know, Catherine. Great, I'm new to the show, show today. but Cupcakes I am very and grateful. Elvis and my goodness. We're, yes, <laughs> sir. You, you can text in any questions you have for Mike Wiggins, 850-437-1620. Carolyn sent in a question. Yes. What causes blooms on my zucchini plant to drop off? That's hard. That's hard to say. Um, sometimes it's just cool nights have made that happen. Um, but also, all kind of things can make it happen. Too much fertilizer can sometimes give you blossom drop. Um, too much water or too little water can make blossoms drop off. Not enough sun, and coupled with those other reasons I just mentioned, can do that. So not much one can do about it. Um, keep in mind, though, if you're going to fertilize your zucchini squash, use a low-nitrogen fertilizer. The old farmers, I should say the old farmers, the farmers used to use, they're not old, they're smart. They used um, a fertilizer um, with an analysis of 41212. I don't know if you can find it anymore, but the, the big deal is that's a four is the nitrogen, very little, and then potash and phosphate for the other ones. So that's what I would use. If you um, Sometimes if you use a liquid fertilizers, that's, sometimes that's a little too much. That'll cause blossom drop. So there are a lot of reasons. I wish I could be more precise, but um, do watch the water. Obviously, if it's so dry, you've got to watch that. And um, if you've already fertilized them, I would hold off for a while. That's for sure. All right, Carolyn, there you go. There was your answer. 850-437-1620, the garden line with Mike Wiggins. Any questions, concerns that you have for Mike, he is here and he's ready to help you out. Catherine also sent a little brochure that I think is really kind of cool. And we could do a probably a two-hour seminar on this. So I'm not going to yeah. do that. That's called Cool Season Edibles for Northwest Florida. It kind of ties in with the zucchini gardener we just had the text from. Um, and it lists all these vegetables. And I'm going to read them off real quick in a minute. But one part of this brochure she sent me gave the advantages to a fall-winter garden. Many of those advantages we've talked about. Here on the garden line, one, you have mild days and evening temperatures. That's exactly what we've got right now. So nice. Fewer bugs from your for your fall garden versus your spring garden. A longer harvest period. In other words, in the summer, when you start getting too hot, sometimes you have problems. But we do have to worry about in our harvest period, you need to do a little research on some of the ones you plant to see what the harvest period is so it doesn't go into an area when you may have a hard freeze. 
and you can plant mid-September to January with some of these things. Um, so those are some of the advantages. And here's some of the garden necessities that you've got to have. If you're going to grow in, you can grow in the ground. You can grow in raised beds. You can grow in containers. You've got to have five to six hours of sunlight at least. I think that's a minimum. Adequate water, of course. Fertilize every two to three weeks on average for these vegetables. Um, they need to amend the soil. This is so important. Amend the soil with good compost. I, one thing I like to use is Canadian sphagnum peat moss. It comes out of Canada. When we got it, we used to get these trucks come in full, big 18-wheelers with Canadian sphagnum peat moss. And it all had ice all over it and snow. <laughs> and my guys would unload it, and they did not like doing that. <laughs> had to be had to be done. But um, uh, Canadian sphagnum peat moss and a little bit of organic material, um, mill organite, something on that, that is good. Um, you got to have some protection from cold temperatures if needed. Sometimes that's a lot of work. I'm not sure if, how we're going to do that other than um, some um, coal frames or a small greenhouse, that type of thing. And if you do seedlings, you may need to thin them out. You need to do research on the seedlings that you need to thin them out. And always, this is kind of like chemicals. Follow the, follow the directions on the back of the seed packet if you're planting with seed. Of course, I, I really do like to plant with um, transplants. Um, we've always talked about um, union plants, which come out of Alabama, and out of Union Springs, Alabama. It's called Bonnie Plant. So you'll see them in the big box stores. You'll see them in the garden centers. They are the premier growers of transplants. You can generally be sure that if you buy a Bonnie plant, that that plant is true to variety, it is healthy, and you're going to have success. So here we're going to do, we're going to just kind of rush through this real quick, some of the cool season edibles that you can plant in northwest Florida. Now, Jan, stop me if you want to um, talk about anyone in particular. Beets, not for me, thank yeah. you. Broccoli, oh, yeah, that's good. Um, you can do transplants, and um, those are great. Um, cabbage, of course, plant in late September and to now. You can do that. Carrots, kale. Lettuce. You're shaking your head, Janet. You don't yeah. like it. You don't like any of these so far. What is up? The, all right, here's, here's one everybody likes. The onions and shallots. You can grow um, the, the green onions, some of the multiplying onions. You can grow the onion sets. Um, they are great. You can start in November through, I mean, September through November. Now, I love broccoli. I have tried to grow it. Did not work out. It was the yellowish green. Yeah, you're backing up on me here. Man. I'm sorry. Okay, well, go on. Keep <laughs> no, 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 forward. no, no. I'm kidding. That's how my brain works. It's like, oh, wait. And, broccoli, and, I lo- well, and I love cabbage. Never <laughs> grown it, but I do love me some boiled cabbage with some ham and cornbread. You can, you can, great, you can plant great cabbage transplants. They're not hard. Not hard at all. So healthy. I'm sorry. Put them in go your on. flower bed. Exactly. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Now, if you're going to grow some of these onions, here, here's some of the, the names. Bermuda, Excel, Texas Grano, G-R-A-N-O, or Texas Grainex, G-R-A-N-E-X. Those are just some of the varieties of onions that are really, really good. Okay, radishes, easy. I think radishes, radishes, I've always said, are a great grandparent plant with grandchildren because you can plant them, the seeds, they come up so fast. You can harvest them pretty quick, and the kids just have a good time learning how to grow Vegetables. All right, now here's my favorite. The whole list. You ready? Sugar snap peas. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You can start that. you got to wait a little bit for that. Start them in December or January. Um, severe cold can, can get to them a little bit. Some people use them, put them on a trellis, 
but you don't have to. It just makes picking mm-hmm. them a little bit easier. And you want to pick them before the peas get too large in the pod. Those are sugar snaps peas. You can eat those right off the vine. They are mm. so good. Swiss chard. I've never grown Swiss chard. Um, I, I don't um, eat it. I never have. Um, but it's got attractive foliage. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. Exactly. Um, strawberries, of course. Um, some of the varieties are Camarosa, Sweet Charlie, Festival varieties. Plant them in November. Mm. Be sure not to cover the, gr- the crown with soil. That is so important. Um, and isn't it funny? I, I mean, this is a real going way off on a tangent. But it's the same thing with Gerbera daisies. They have a crown to them. And if you're growing Gerbera daisies, and sometime with the rain and whatever, the dirt will get into the crown of that um, Gerbera daisy, and it won't bloom. They bloom really good in the spring, then they take a rest, and they'll bloom in the fall. So that's uh, be sure you don't you can be, keep that crown uncovered. That's important. And um, it says here for strawberries that bees will need to visit the flower, and then fruit forms in 30 days. Very good. And last but not least, turnips. Mm, and yum. probably one of the best ones is um, purple top turnips. You see those in the, um, like at Bailey's all the time, purple top turnips. So don't let the bulbs get too large or they'll be bitter and stringy. So how about that, Catherine? Cool Thank season you. edibles for northwest Florida. It makes you want to go out and dig in the dirt and it plant some. You know, all of these may not be for everybody, but, you know, pick and choose. Pick, pick some that you like to eat, that you like to cook with, and, and go out and do it. It's not that hard. And just like Catherine told us here, um, there are advantages with the mild days and evening temperatures. Plus, the mild days and evening temperatures are not only good for the plants, they're good for us. <laughs> How yes. would you like to get out there and have to plant some of that stuff in the in August, the August that we had. Not doing uh, it. No, uh-uh. no, no. But now it's perfect. It's exciting because I love time. turnips and cabbage and broccoli. Absolutely. And I've grown all of it but cabbage. That's just two things. This is News Radio 92.3, <laughs> the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jen Casey. We're on the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. You can text your questions for Mike at 850-437-1620. We'll be back right after this. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Paul with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. Mmm, I'm getting hungry. What do you want to eat? Let me check out that foodies page that I follow. See, says for sure, Scenic 90 Cafe, great for homestyle cooking. Oh, Scenic 90 Cafe is a retro 50s-inspired diner. It has breakfast, lunch, dinner, one of those old-school soda fountain dessert bars, and everything's made from scratch in-house. Happy hour specials, food, wine, and beer every Tuesday through Thursday, and specials on oysters and bubbles on Fridays. Scenic 90 Cafe, for 24 years on Scenic Highway, just a few doors down from Agape Bistro and Garden. Visit Scenic 90 Cafe online at scenic90cafe.com. Need urgent care or a walk-in clinic? Go to ProHealth. Post-accident physical to access your pet money? Go to ProHealth. Drug test, DNA testing? Go to ProHealthFL.com. Affordable lab work or primary care? Go to ProHealth. An affordable Ozempic medical weight loss program? ProHealth is your answer. Does your child need a camp or a sports physical? Only $40 at ProHealth. ProHealth never requires a doctor's order or an appointment. Just walk right in one of their seven locations. Also at ProHealthFL.com. 
Deep climbing. Picked off! He brought it down with one hand! Got it. Goes down! Sack! This is your home for FSU football. Watch it deep down field. Caught! Touchdown! FSU! Rolling to his left, they're going to throw. End zone! Picked off! Game over! Catch live coverage of the Seminoles all season long right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights at 7 after Pensacola, right now with Joe and Gracie on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. I thought love was only true in fairy tales. And for someone else, but not for me. Our love was out to get me. That's the way it seemed. Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I saw her face Now I'm a News Radio 92.3 It's the Pensacola Expert Panel I'm Jen Casey On the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins 850-437-1620 You know, you know Jan and I, um, I neglected to say When we read that, God, that list of about 20 vegetables yeah. Nobody's going to grow all of those but also, and you've heard us say this on the garden line many times, you do not have to plow up the backyard or fill in the pool or whatever you want to do to make a garden. No, don't do that. You know, look look at this list here. You know, some lettuce, some onions, um, radishes, if you will, um, cabbage. You can get those transplants and plant them in your flower bed. This time of year, after all the spring plants, some of the which have burned up and you've had to dig yeah. them up, you've got some space. Just for fun, just for the fall, go to your garden center, pick out three or four of um, some transplants and, and put them in the ground. And it it's really is it's a lot of fun. You can watch them grow, and um, if good to eat, no doubt about it. If you've never done that, I would suggest you follow Mike's advice. There's something super cool about growing something in the dirt, pulling it out of the dirt. Don't even, you don't, I don't know, I grew up not rinsing it off, but that's a different generation. <laughs> you rinse that sucker off, eat that radish, eat that piece of broccoli. There's just nothing like it. And also share it with your children or your grandchildren. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what makes it fun, no doubt about it. Jan, I guess it was maybe two, three weeks ago that um, someone called about grow bags. And that kind of fits the growing vegetables this time of year. Um, grow bags, and, and we didn't have too much information on them, but I just let me share this a little bit here. Uh, grow bags are exactly what they sound like. They can be relatively small or large. They're fabric-like bags that you fill with good soil, and they're used to grow plants and vegetables. The ones we talk about here, or want to talk about, are the ones that are made of fabric. The rule of thumb is anything you can grow in the ground you can grow in a grow bag. Now, here's one of the good things about it. Really good. Um, as you, we all know, when you plant a plant or buy a plant, azaleas are the worst. Um, you buy them, and they're just the roots are all wound around it. Yeah. They get root bound. Okay. If you put a, a plant in a grow bag, the, since it's fabric, the edge of the soil is generally a little bit drier than what's in the middle. So as the roots grow, the roots hit that drier area, okay, and they kind of regroup, if you will. So the plant becomes air-pruned. 
That's a term they use, air pruned. So there's no circulating roots, which is really an advantage. Now, here's what, what you can you grow in a, in a bag. Here's, here's just some suggestions. If you have a three-gallon one, which is a, a normal size kind of plastic pot we buy in the nursery, you can put in basil, lettuce, rosemary. In a bigger one, five-gallon peppers and cucumbers, seven-gallon tomatoes, 10-gallon Meyer lemon. So you can grow almost anything in these grow bags. So the one you need to look at, though, is the pros and cons because there are some, a lot of pros and there's some cons, too. One, they can be used anywhere because they, you know, just whatever the plant desires, wants full sun, wants partial shade, you can put them anywhere. You can also bury them in the ground. Some of them are biodegradable, and so they'll kind of disintegrate. You'll have to replace them after a couple of years. But um, you can put them anywhere. Here's one of the biggest ones. You can move them around. They have handles on them for the most part. Pick them up, move them somewhere. If you've got a, a plant that's just really on the side of your yard in a grow bag and it's really blooming pretty, move it up closer to where you can enjoy it. That's what you can do. And we talked about the healthier roots um, because you're just not going to have root-bound plants. They regulate the temperature. Plastic pots can be hot if you put them in the sun. The grow bags have breathable material, so the wind is on the the temperature is, is passing through it, if you will. The heat escapes. That's what's what you're looking for. You really cannot overwater them because, obviously, their fabric, water will come out of that fabric, and you really can't overwater them. They're easy to store after the season. Some are biodegradable. You don't have to worry about your ground soil because you're putting good soil into the grow bag. Now, what's the cons of it? You need to water more frequently because that water is going to go mm -hmm. out of that pot. They're not as durable as plastic or ceramic pots, so you may need to replace them every three or four years. They can be kind of expensive. You may find them not attractive. This is a big one for me. Um, the grow bags, are they're like sacks, they are, and they don't really come in pretty colors, or I've never seen them in pretty colors. They're usually back brown or gray or some color like that, and I'm not quite as pretty as some hard-sized pots. Um, they can get heavy. If you, even if you, you can move them, but you can get heavy. So if you're like me, when I have a heavy pot I need to move because of the cold weather or because I want to put it a different place, I've got some grandchildren. <laughs> they're playing <laughs> football. Right. They're lifting weights. They're strong. They have always been there when I need them to move those pots. Old Mike can't do that anymore, <laughs> but they are certainly um, helpful to me. So we talked about the grow, the grow bags. We didn't know much about them, but... Um, hopefully that helps uh, a better explanation of what they are. It looks kind of cool. I think the big deal for those is you have their air pruned, where those roots hit that edge and they don't go form circular roots, which makes it easier to water. So anyway. News Radio 92.3. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel on Garden Line with Mike Wiggins, 850-437-1620. We do have a question for Mike, and we'll get to that right after this. Hi, I'm Mansfield Coe from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. 
Whether you're looking to start your education or advance your career, Pensacola State College is the place for you. Join the 95% of PSC students who graduate loan free and select from over 100 programs, ranging from career certificates to baccalaureate degrees. In addition, Pensacola State has over 300 scholarships to choose from, including cybersecurity. Registration for the spring semester is now open. Go to PensacolaState.edu. That's PensacolaState.edu. Go here, get there. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. Join Todd St. Ors with Gulf Coast Air Care on the Pensacola Expert Panel Friday at 930 and learn how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember that Todd always says if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. That's Gulf Coast Air Care on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 is accepting applications for employment. Periodically, we have openings in sales, business, news, promotions, engineering, production, and programming. We'll keep your application for consideration when such an opening occurs. We also provide internships for qualified students. Apply online at News Radio 92.3 or at our studios at 7251 Plantation Road between 8.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. ADX Communications is an equal opportunity employer. The Pensacola Expert Panel, Pep Talk, 9 to 11, before Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 923 is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Dan Casey here with Mike Wiggins on the Garden Line, 850-437-1620. We had a question about shade tree. Shade trees, yes. Somebody wanted to. I guess they got rid of an old oak tree and yes, wanted to sir. put in a new shade tree. Okay, let me give you just some ideas real quick. I wish we had more time for this, but so let me kind of rattle some of these off. Um, river birch are one of my favorite. You, uh, multi-trunk is the way they look. Beautiful bark in the winter, especially when they're deciduous, of course. Mm. Kind of more delicate leaves and say, a, um, uh, a sycamore. Because a sycamore is another one. If you want a real fast-growing tree, sycamore with those big leaves can be a mess in the fall, but they will grow very very fast. Probably the Pensacola favorites are red maple. Red maple has really pretty That's leaves, so pretty. pretty in the fall. They have a good rate of growth. So red maple would be a good choice. Crepe myrtle, of course, can be a, you can buy them and let them grow to the sky if you want to, but if you keep them pruned, you can have, a, I'll say, a smaller tree there. Um, dogwood is, you may, someone may point out a dogwood to you. I think I would kind of avoid that. They've had some real problems over the years. They're looking better but um, a dogwood, I think I would I would not do. But if it's an understory tree, a redbud is a great smaller growing tree. Doesn't grow as big as a sycamore or a red maple, of course. Um, a Japanese magnolia, they have been so pretty. They are a harbinger of spring with their beautiful kind of a saucer-like blooms. Japanese magnolia is good. So those are just a few. If you really want to think about it, you might want to replace it with another live oak. That is another a great Pensacola tree that um, puts up with the wind pretty well as far as hurricanes are concerned. So, listen, thank everybody for listening. Thanks for your texts. Catherine, you are the yes, best. thank, thank you. you. I'm headed for that cupcake right now. Thank you very much. And Jan, thank you. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir.